Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Well, sometimes you feel like you're taking a step forward and two steps backwards when it comes to communicating in a meaningful way in the home. Uh, but that dance doesn't have to lead to disaster. I'm John Fuller with Danny Huerta. He runs our parenting department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, communication problems, golly, they just are so common. We run into things that really come down to control, don't we? I mean, we're trying to get the other person to do what we want, but just like in dancing, we really can't force change on them um, just because we want it. That's right. It's it's really about influencing the other person, and that's why relationship is so important. I ran across this uh, quote by Thomas Kempis. It's, it says, Be not angry that you cannot make others as you wish them to be, since you cannot make yourself as you wish yourself to be. Ooh, that is a good one. One more time, because uh, okay. that, that really was good. Thomas Kempis said, Be not angry that you cannot make others as you wish them to be, since you cannot make yourself as you wish yourself to be. Oh, okay, now keep Isn't that, that quote in mind, because we're going to hear more from our guest, Dr. Mike Bechtel. Uh, Jim Daly and I talked to Mike, and he explained how we can really only work on trying to change ourselves, not others. And here now is Jim Daly. In your book, Dealing with the Elephant in the Room, uh, you offer some wonderful word pictures. I love the way you write. I think you do an outstanding job. Uh, for example, you compare communication to dancing. <laughs> I'm not a dancer. Are you a dancer, Jim? I am not a dancer in the <laughs> so, least. So, uh, yeah, help two guys that don't know how to dance. How, do, how, do, how does that look for I probably us? know how to dance less than you guys. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to when I was growing up. And so using that as an example was actually a little strange. But the whole idea of dancing means I can control the moves I make. I move one foot forward, somebody else moves their foot, but I can't control their moves. They could step on your toe. They could, (laughs) and they probably will. But in that process, it's easy to get frustrated at what they're doing and say, you need to do it differently, you need to take this step, you need to change. But really all I can do is work on my steps so that I'm the best dancer possible for them, work on that side of it, and then as they respond, I respond to their responses. So it's a give and take. It's very fluid. It's not textbook where I'll do this, you do this, and we've got it locked down. That that assumes that both parties want to dance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking of there are a lot of folks who have either extended family or maybe an adult child, and there's only one person here that wants to dance. So how, how do you navigate that? You know, if there's one person in a relationship that wants to do it and the other doesn't, I will still try to work on my side of it. I'll approach that with as much strength as I can for myself, doing Mm -hmm. what I can do. But at the same time, I may not be able to change the other person. There's always hope, but there's never guarantees. And at a certain point, I may need to have an exterminator come in and not just sweep the frass away. That's when you may come to a point where it's beyond what's happening in the relationship needs a professional help, like what's available through Focus on the Family, what's Mm -hmm. available through a a therapist or a counselor. You also talk, maybe those of us that don't get dancing, you talk about checkers and how life is like checkers. Why? Same thing, checkers or chess. I'm on one side of the board, you're on the other side. I'm trying to think two or three moves ahead of what's going to happen because I'm guessing what you're going to do. But I can't jump over to your side and help you make the right moves. Mm -hmm. All I can do 
is respond to what you're doing. So it really comes back to I need to stay on my side of the checkerboard, make the moves that I'm responsible for, do the best that I can in order to make it a, a fulfilling game, as it were. And Mike, in the book, you identified ways we can improve our communication with other people. That's the whole core of it, right? Isn't it interesting that God is such a God of relationship, and it's one of our weakest things? I mean, we can really mess relationships up so easily. You would think, as Christians particularly, we would really redouble our efforts to understand what God thinks about relationship, how he wants us to behave in relationship. And I think it's there in Scripture. We just need to pull it out, right? Well, I think it's fascinating because we we take courses in so many different things. We learn how to play golf. We learn how to— That's a course I still need to take. (laughs) Well, think about—I have a brand-new grandson. He's two weeks old. And I'm thinking about where—what they're going to be teaching him. They're not teaching him to drive. They're not teaching him to paint or watercolor. The only thing they're teaching them is how to communicate. Right. And at that age, it's the basic life skill. But we get older, and we don't take any training on how to do that. Mm-hmm. When it's such a, a key part. I remember Norm Wright wrote a book years ago called Communication, Key to Your Marriage. I just love that title because it, it really is. If we get that right, right, it makes everything, it lubricates the process. Well, and you start by saying in your book that we need to prioritize our relationships. Um, help me understand what you're getting at there. Shouldn't we treat everybody the same? It's true, except that time is limited. I have a certain bandwidth, and I can only be involved in so many people's lives. If I give everyone what they want, it's going to be really hard. So I triage people in a sense Mm -hmm. that my wife is the closest to me. She will always get my full attention. Then I've got my kids, my grandkids, and it works out from there. The people that I've connected with on Facebook that I went to high school with shouldn't be getting nearly as much energy as my wife does. And you don't want the people that are the most important to have to suffer at the hands of someone else getting some of that time. Sure. Is there the possibility that that can be overplayed? I'm just thinking of the myopic application of that, where maybe you have a spouse where they are deriving that need for you to to meet in them, and it's actually unhealthy to a degree. You need interest. You need other external activities. Make sure we get that balance factor in there. Yeah, I think it's a matter of deciding where I'm going to put my time because I'm making the choice of where I'm going to do that. Those kind of issues, there are other issues that come up where someone is trying to get our time, but I can have someone on the outside and a spouse or someone else looking for an inappropriate amount of time. So you're really saying that prioritization, exactly what you say. Yeah. And that's the key. Mike, there's a lot more we want to cover, but I want to ask this question uh, before we get out of here, and we'll come back next time and talk more about this great book, uh, Dealing with the Elephant in the Room. And that is um, this idea that we have to win. And I think, again, I'm pointing to, to men, particularly in the marital relationship, whether it's an argument or a decision, um, we kind of play a zero-sum game oftentimes. And hopefully you're mature enough, and all of us who are immature in this regard, <laughs> just bear with us then. But this idea that in an argument or in a discussion with our spouse that I know what we need to do, and you, you really just need to agree with me. That's what I'm looking for define that elephant in the room and the rules of that engagement and where's a better win-win for everybody? Well, I think win-win is the operative term there because if I think I'm right, I'm really not interested in your opinion and Mm. I will listen to you until you're done so that you can feel like you had something to say, but I'm still waiting to bring you around to my now, I gotta side. i got to tell you, wives have like a sonar on this. They know that when <laughs> yeah. we're like fibbing to them yeah. that way. Yeah. 
but I think, we really don't care what you think. You know, I really They're like think right it, on that. I think it really comes back to humility of mm. recognizing that this is not me against you. It's us together. Yeah. That we're in this as a team. And if I can keep that approach that I do feel strongly about something, and maybe I do think you're wrong, but I'm going to set that aside and I want to hear your whole side of it. Because if I let you talk if and I listen and you feel heard, it opens up the communication between us so we can face the issue together instead of putting it between us and pushing us apart. Dr. Mike Bechtel really has a great way of painting a picture of how communication works in relationships from dancing to chess. It's all about handling your side of the situation, your part of the board, rather than telling the other person how they should behave. Uh, Sometimes, Danny, and I just had this conversation with somebody who said, well, I know that I'm right and they're wrong. I mean, <laughs> there's there's something inherently uh, inaccurate with that statement, right? Right. There's uh, one of the, the phrases I love is uh, that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it could be, and you're acknowledging that is that is one way to look at it and that there are multiple ways to look at something. I, I have been around so many people, though, that are absolutely, and I have been guilty myself, absolutely certain that we're right. Yes, and we have to we have to own the fact that that's going to happen. And sometimes we we just have to step away from that. It, it's not going to be helpful to argue the fact that you need to be right. This is about listening and and helping the other person uh, bridge with you. And if they're not wanting to bridge, they're just wanting to be right. Maybe that's time to to, to move on. Now, if this is a child talking to a parent and needing to be right, maybe you go to the meaning. Help me understand what that means. Hmm. You know, you're you're saying you're absolutely right. I don't see that. Help me understand what you're seeing that what, that I'm not seeing, and go more towards understanding. And if they if they say, Mom, Dad, I'm I'm absolutely right. Here are the facts. That's okay. Have them show you all that they've gathered, and then maybe you can ask questions with it, show interest, and then say, Okay, that's one way to look at it. Another one is this. And if you know the the facts that you're bringing into it, then share it at that point. And, and say, well, you, you potentially could be right, and I could be right. Now let's figure out why is it important to be right, hmm. and maybe we just need to reach understanding. How can we go to that instead? Yeah, that's good. And we have um, a lot of great insights from Dr. Mike Bechtel uh, in the full conversation with Jim Daly. Also, of course, his book, Dealing with the Elephant in the Room, that's going to give you some great insights. Uh, make a generous donation today, a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, and we'll send a copy of that book to you. It's our way of saying thanks for joining the support team and uh, making Focus on the Family's ministry grow. Uh, we have Christian counselors on staff. If you're uh, really just running into a wall and you don't know how to resolve that communication issue or that relational uh, dynamic that's going on, um, our website and the number are in the show notes. Well, next time we're going to hear from Joshua Becker on becoming a clutter-free family. Maybe that causes some communication issues for you. Until then, I'm John Fuller for Danny Huerta and the team. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 